Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome back. Midday show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas Show, Jillio. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. We'll get back to the phone lines here. Talking about the Jalen Hurts contract situation. Obviously, the NFL draft two weeks from tonight. And another Phillies loss. But Bryce Harper moving to first base is certainly something to look forward to here. But right now, let's go to the guest line. We're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are presented by... The Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Join Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockefeller on the first night of the draft for an inside scoop on all the best prospects for the Eagles. It starts Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the free Odyssey at Baldy. How you doing today? Baldy. Joe, Hugh, it's good to be with you, man. Good to hear that voice, Hugh. Hey, what's going on, man? How you been? Haven't seen you since we did the uh, fantasy draft in Atlanta like a couple years ago. It's been a long time, Hugh. Yeah, welcome man. Welcome back home, bro. Hey, well, I'm glad to be back, man. But listen, I got to oh, ask yeah. you, Baldy. I, I don't know where you stand on this, but why, oh, why is everybody on this B. John Robinson train coming to Philadelphia, man? Well, I mean, I, they, I, I guess they think that, you know, he's uh, the most talented player in the draft, one of the top two or three top most talented players, and you can't pass up talent. But we all know what the running back position is. So um, to spend a top pick on a running back, uh, I don't know how often it works out, Hugh. I mean, whether it's Saquon or Zeke got a couple good years out of him. But, I mean, it just hasn't been – it hasn't been a great pick for most teams that have picked a running back high. And I'm not down on Bijan. I think he's a good player. But, I mean, honestly, Hugh, is, is Israel Avanaconda at Pitt? Is uh, Zach Charbonnet, are they that much different? Is there that much difference in talent mm. between what I just said with those two players and, and what Bijan is? Baldy, so let's let's go to that because that's my perspective. I, I wouldn't take him at 10, not because I don't think he could play, but because you just could find running backs. You mentioned a couple good ones there. But when you look at him, how, how good could he be? Like, are we talking about Edger and James, Christian McCaffrey, or, or is this more like a Reggie Bush? I mean, I've seen a lot of comps out there. Is, is this kid special or is he very good? I think he's very good. I mean, he's a really good receiver. I mean, he catches the ball really well. You, you know, you need that guy on the field to be a three-down back. Um, but, you know, you look at these teams that are winning Super Bowls, they're not putting a top-ten pick at running back and winning, whether it's the Rams or the Eagles or Kansas City. I mean, they're not spending top-ten picks on running backs and winning Super Bowls, and that's what it's about, winning Super Bowls. Now, like, is, is he – Edron James, I would never compare any back to a Hall of Fame back. You know that has done it, so I don't want to. I, I don't like to do that. I mean, Edger improved himself over a decade; that he was beyond special. I, I don't know 
if he's even Christian McCaffrey. But McCaffrey's had some injury issues, and that's why, you know, I mean, his stock is up now because he's playing in San Francisco, but it was down for two straight years in a row when he wasn't able to get on the field. And so that's the danger of it. Running backs get hurt. I mean, it's a tough position to stay healthy and to give production. I mean, the Eagles signed Rashad Penny. He's averaged over six yards of carry for his career, but he hadn't stayed healthy yet. So, you know, maybe he does this year behind an elite offensive line, but that's what you're dealing with the position is uh, a position that doesn't have a long shelf life. And outside of guys like LaDainian Thompson and Emmett Smith, Edron James, I mean, the majority of them don't stay healthy for very long. Yeah, I mean, you're right about that, Baldy, and I, I think about that, but is do, do you find it intriguing that what, what he could potentially look like in this offense? I know you're yeah. talking about other backs and, 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 and yeah. good guys like that, but a guy of his caliber, don't you find it kind of intriguing to see what he would probably look like in this offense? Yeah, of course. I mean, it'd be fun to see him with Jalen and, you know, Dallas and A.J. and, you know, Devontae. I mean, it, it'd be a lot of fun to line up behind that offense line that they have and, you know, go battle for, you know, the conference title. That, that'd that be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sure he would help them do that. Um, and it would be intriguing. But some of these other backs are pretty good, though. And so you need that guy when they're going to share the carries. We've seen, you know, what other guys have done in this offense, how they kind of help it. Uh, and what Jalen brings in the run game. I mean, how how big of a superstar do you need in that position, Hugh, mm, I mean, uh, in yeah. order to make this offense really, you know, fueled at its best? I mean, look, in today's world, um, you got to score points, right? You got to put up 20, 28, 30 points a game to stay on top of this whole league and a game at least. And he he would help you score more points. I don't think there's any question about that. He he's a point scorer. And he would add to that total every Sunday. You know, Baldy, I, I, I have another question that I just thought about it that I'm, I want to ask you, but I'm going to wait to ask that a little bit later. I'm going to ask that <laughs> a little right. bit later. But the question I want to ask is about Lamar Jackson. What's going on with Lamar Jackson and his situation down there in Baltimore? And does that have anything to do with why Jalen Hurts hasn't signed his contract yet? Mm, it might. It might. I mean, Jalen might be sitting back and waiting to see what Lamar does and what type of deal he gets. I mean – you know, you that's kind of how the dominoes fall in this business, Hugh. And so, you know, what is, you know, is, is it Deshaun Watson? Is he the benchmark or is that just an outlier? Is Lamar going to be more in line with maybe something that's really good and really lucrative but not fully guaranteed? So, I mean, if I was Jalen, I wouldn't be in a hurry. Um, but I would, I would wait and see what Lamar does. Does he go back to Baltimore and he play on the franchise tag? Do they – they cut him a deal. I don't know any of those right now. I don't know if anybody does. But if I was Jalen, I'd kind of wait. I'd kind of wait. Want to wait and see and see what Lamar gets. To be honest with you, Baldy. If it's not Bijan, you know we know the Eagles probably will take a pick in the trenches. That's what they do. It's what Howie does. And on the offensive side, you know I don't think people look at it as a need, but they lost a lot of depth there, Baldy, this off season. You know that Sayamalu left, so now we project and guess Jurgens will play right guard this season. But Dillard also left, so that you know they're just not as deep on the offensive line, Baldy. If they went offensive line, which guy do you like there at ten? Like if you had to pick your favorite offensive lineman, if the Eagles do take one at ten, who do you like the most in this draft? Well, I mean, first of all, Joe, if you put Jurgens in there at right guard, I mean, people just think that that that'd be the smallest interior offensive line in the league. Like I don't think Kelsey's going to love it, 
I don't think Lane Johnson is going to love that move. And it's not against Jurgens, but you're going to have two under 300-pound offensive linemen there. Like, he's just not going to look good. I mean, at one time, Brandon Brooks was weighing 360 and playing that position. And Sam Milo was 330 and playing that position. You know, I mean, you need – you know, look, Skaronsky makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, that looks like an eagle pick to me if he's there at 10. Like, I think he could be a pro bowl guard. Um, you know, I think you play tackle too. I don't think he's Rashawn Slater good. But, yeah, I mean, you lose Andre Dillard, you lose Sam Milo. They lost her big last offseason. I mean, they lost a lot of depth. And I think Jurgens is a good player. I just don't know that you could plug and play him at guard right now. I'm sure he could play it, but it's just not going to be very imposing against anybody they go up against right now. But if I had a pick right now at 10, I mean, I love Darnell Wright. I think he's the best right tackle in this, in this whole draft. Um, I know he can play guard. He's played right guard before. I don't mind putting a 340-pound right guard in there that just mauls people the way Dickerson does and the the way, uh, you know, Milata does, I mean, he'd be a great fit too. And it wouldn't be too high to see Darnell Wright in there at right guard. And if uh, Lane decides to hang it up in two or three years, you just can kick him out there to right tackle. Buddy, this is the question I have for you. because this, And, and, and i got to tell you, this is kind of mo- – I'm motivated by somebody asking this question. But okay. I know All you right. watch – I know you watch a lot of film, Buddy. I know you do. You you got. Do you still have a big board where you like break down all the players yeah, and stuff? Do yeah, you still I got do it all that? You. I'm 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 right in the war room right now. <laughs> okay, so I want to ask you. There's two players that I want you to compare and tell me which one is the better player. All right, Lucas Van Ness and Will Anderson. And where do you think project both of those guys are projected to go? Where do you who do you think will go higher? Uh, will Anderson will go higher with you. Um, you know, I mean, there's something about guys Hugh, that like Will stepped on the field in Tuscaloosa day one and started for that team as an 18 year old freshman. Like he started day one in the SEC and he dominated. Now Lucas Vanessa has never started a game in his life. Now you can say that's the Iowa system. I don't know, but I see what I see. And I see him playing up and down the line of scrimmage and I see six, five and two seventy five. I see all that Hugh. I, you just tell me like you made a living Hugh being a power rusher in his business. Um, I don't know that he can make a living doing that because that's what I see him doing. And I don't – you were able to do it, Hugh. You were just built differently than everybody else. I don't see Lucas Van Ness being able to do that. And that's kind of what I see him being. You know, you know, the reason why I'm, – I'm not going to throw anybody's name out there, but one of, our, one of our colleagues, one of our former players, basically said on, on some place, I don't even know where he said it, that, that Lucas Van Ness is a better player than Will Anderson and that he's willing to bet that Lucas Van Ness will go higher in the draft than Will Anderson. I, right. I mean, look, everybody has their opinion, Hugh. I just know this. When you can dominate college football in the toughest division and the best team, from day one, you step in and you play, and you start every game for three straight years. Like, you know, Adrian Peterson did that at Oklahoma, Hugh. Like, there's only certain guys yeah. that are that have that kind of cachet. And that's what I think Will Anderson is. Baldy, let's end with this. Uh, we know the Eagles won't be taking a quarterback, but four could go really high in this draft. It's different than last year where it was only picking in the first round. Um, five years from now, Baldy, who's the best quarterback from the 2023 draft class? Mm, I'll say it's Bryce. I'll say it's Bryce Young. I mean, I, I know what his frame is and his size. I know all that. But the guy's a pocket magician. I think he is an elite thrower. Um, I think he's got a really good head for the game. I'll say Bryce Young will be the best quarterback from this class. 
Baldy, we always appreciate it. Let's catch up You're again soon. Baldy, thank right, you. you. Good to hear your voice, buddy. Hey, good talking Welcome to you, brother. Back to Philly, man. Thank See you. you. There he goes. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider call is presented by the Odyssey NFL Draft Show. Join Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockefor on the first night of the draft for an inside scoop on all the best prospects for the Eagles. It starts Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern on the free Odyssey app.